One, two, three. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Welcome to another edition of Chicago Filmmakers, Windy City Filmmakers, with your good friends, Harold and Brad. We're in the house. What's going on, HD? What's up? What's up, B? Out here kicking it in Chicago land, having fun during the coronavirus time. <laughs> Hang it inside. <laughs> That's all you can do. Today, we have a very, very special guest. What's up for writer, director, super talent, Kamisha Wooten? What's going on? Hey y'all! Thanks for having me. <laughs> good to have you. Good, good. To, I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. So, one of the first questions we always like to ask is, "What is your connection to Chicago, and what kind of art do you create?" Okay, so Chicago, I would say, is the place where I learned to be a filmmaker. I went to graduate school at Columbia College Chicago, and I lived in Chicago for six years. Yeah, the, the second question was? Uh, what kind of art do you create? Oh, films. Motion Film. pictures. Yeah, motion pictures, yes. No doubt, no doubt. So do you, do you feel that when you graduated from Columbia that you were really prepared? Well, I'll put it this, this way. When did you know you were ready to break out to L.A.? You're in L.A. now, right? Yes. I, yeah, I've been in L.A. for 10 years now. Okay, man, um, 10 years, okay. Yeah, it goes by really fast. Time fly, yeah. Um, I guess, man, for me... I knew it was time for me to leave. I never I never planned on staying in Chicago, although I toyed with the idea because I do love the um, art community in Chicago and there's a really strong um, filmmaking community there. Uh, but I felt like I needed to um, see where I can, how far I can go in my career. I knew I wanted to be big. I had already invested a lot of money into my education. So after I completed my thesis film and I had a, I felt like I had a pretty solid portfolio, I knew it was time for me to go to LA. Good, that's what's up, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so speaking, your thesis film was Southern, Southern Cross, right? Yes, which Great. you starred in. Yeah, yes, I think, I think me, I think that's where I think we all met on the set of Southern Cross. It was a great film. It was a great production. Where did you come up with the concept for the for the film? Well, it was inspired by my childhood of me winning a Confederate flag pillow. Okay. I, yeah, out of a toy machine, not knowing what it meant because I was probably around five years old and taking it home and my mom freaking out and just that's when I learned that racism existed. Wow. Yeah and, and I thought the film was uh, great and it touched a lot of pl people and it was in the Black Harvest Film Festival here in Chicago. Yep it was yeah it's you know I still get requests from time to time for Southern Cross like that film yeah it it meant a lot to a lot of people and it's I still get you know requests after all this time. To, to ask for, you know, if they can screen it or if I can submit it for something. Yeah, it, it was a pretty the film had like <laughs> some wings. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah. So for a lot of your films, when, when you write and direct, 
Are they usually based on uh, a personal experience or something you have connection to? Do you feel that makes it easier to dive into the work? Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, most of my films so far have been inspired. Not necessarily, they're not autobiographical, but they've been inspired, inspired by um, a personal experience or just like a social something that's going on socially like it's definitely I would say it is definitely personal yeah yeah I was going to say real quick you uh left Chicago because we know you from Chicago and then you've been out there 10 years already so talk about the the transition and, and the length of years and and the moving around out there finding and creating and discovering from going coming from Chicago to LA how's that experience been for you Act, the transition wasn't bad at all. Um, I literally worked my Chicago connections. As soon as I left LA, I had, I didn't necessarily had an, in, I didn't, I didn't, um, I, I was putting out feelers. And of course, you know, Bob and George are, are from Chicago. And so um, Sergio, who's actually a part of Black Harvest introduced, made a, I knew of Bob, but I didn't know him, but he made a connection. Um, he introduced me to Bob and then Bob um, from there got the internship working at State Street Pictures. And so that was my first, the first thing I did when I moved to Chicago and um, while looking for full-time work. And then I landed my first job at Disney and I worked there for a while as a, as a PA. And so, and then my career just like transitioned um, in terms of like working in the, in the industry. Um, and then I got into like more of the business side, the business production side of um, the industry. And so that's pretty much what I've been doing um, while writing and directing films, um, you know, trying to get my first feature film off the ground. That's awesome. You know, I told you I want to come out there and be in it whenever that time You did. Comes. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did, Harold. I won't forget. I won't forget. So, you know what? Like, uh, I saw this uh, documentary years ago, three, four years ago, I think, about a tribe called Quest, right? And one of the music producers was saying how he was waiting for a Q-tip to drop off the album. And a couple of days became a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks became a couple of months. And he realized that unless he said, give me the damn album, <laughs> he would never get the album because Q-tip apparently is such a perfectionist that he's always gonna be tweaking and doing this and that. And I say that to say, I know how writing is rewriting. So how do you know, or when do you know that when, you, that when you've written something, go, that is good, that you feel comfortable going to the next next phase of producing, writing, d directing it? W when do you know? Um, for me, like the, the last film that I did was a short, and I just put myself on a deadline. I knew, because I do work full-time in the industry as well, like I, I really have to plan out when I'm going to shoot. Right. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to workshop this you know, as uh, until this is when I want to shoot. So I'll know that I have to put myself on a schedule. Um, and then I keep, I really don't, I really don't um, go into production until I've gotten the green light from my writer's group. Oh, this is solid. And I'll send it out to a few industry friends to get feedback on it. And if they say it's okay, oh, 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 this is good. 
or you ready to go, then that's my sign. And also um, for my last project, I put it in a couple of competitions and I'll get coverage. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I'll submit for coverage. I think Blue Cat is good for um, short short films. And so I submitted it for that and, um, and I got really good feedback from the reader. And so I knew it was ready. So that was my cue for that, that it was ready. And I'm just really working on the script and getting feedback as much as possible. I probably wrote like eight drafts, seven or eight drafts before I went into production. Um, and then after the table read, after I've cast it, I'm, I'm, I probably would do one more tweak based on the reading that I'm getting from my actors and the, you know how, they, how they're feeling with the lines and stuff. So I may do like a, a tweak. It's not a major tweak right before production. And then I just go. Go! So, so yeah, so your writer's group, is that just like a collection of friends or other writers who you run stuff by? You, you like, you check out each other's work? Yeah, yeah, I, I met a few. I, I actually went, when I moved a, a few years in, in California, I did the UCLA extension. Screenwriting program, and I met some writer friends from there. And so I've been with the same group for the last five years. Nice. The writer's group. And, and then there, there may be, I think uh, um, we added a, a, another friend that I met in the, through the organizations of Black screenwriters. So it's all screenwriter friends that I've met. Yeah, so like when, we, when you're writing, do you do like character bios for your characters and backstories before you jump into the, I mean, what's your process to kick things off, so to speak? I normally start with the idea first, uh, a log line, and I'll pitch the log line. I, I do, I, I, I feed, I get feedback a lot from my writers. I'll pitch the log line first to see if the story idea is compelling or um, is it worth exploring? And sometimes I go by my gut. And then I think the next step is to figure out what the story is about. And I do have a character in mind. And once I figure out what, the story is going to be, which can be like a really um, like a paragraph type story. I'll go into character to see like what decisions my character would make to, um, you know, to get to where they need to be towards the end of the story. That's awesome. Because like right now I'm doing uh, the Second City's uh, uh, Writers uh, Lab. I did uh, screenwriting one last term and uh, intro to screenwriting a year ago. And so it's a it's a process. It's a commitment to sit here and sit. You know, I like to move around a lot. Kamisha, and it's a process sitting here trying to write, write, write. I'm like, oh my God, this is, but this is what I think I needed to do for myself in order to help me to keep moving forward, just to know how to write. But it's, it's, uh, so yeah, it's, find it's torture. Time. Yeah, it's torture. <laughs> oh my God. So, like, right now, I'm sitting here on a, 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 a rewrite thing because I got class Sunday. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, I got to add more to this to this second act of this short film. I got to do more and more and more, but I got to figure out how I'm going to weave in the conflict, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's it's 24 hours a day, you know, this writing thing. And I'm, I commend you for even spending the time to do that and live, you know? No doubt, no doubt. So like most of us, you know, most people are at home. I mean, it's like, it's like the 10,000 ton elephant in the room. So how have you been dealing with uh, being at home the last few months, have you, have you found yourself being more creative or less creative or how have you been dealing dealing with this home confinement that everybody's under so far? 
I, I do have the pressure to be more creative. I do think I, I, I think I was on a creative kick before the um, Corona, um, the pandemic, because I just came from Africa and, nice. um, and I, I knew I wanted that trip. I wanted it to be exp- like open up a realm of creativity while there. So I've really focused on that and try to fuel my creativity. And so when I came back a week later, we were on quarantine. So um, I, I still been quite busy, although I'm home. Like I, I, I still work my day job. Um, and then I'm writing um, before and after. And then there's a lot of organizations that are offering webinars. So I've been attending a ton of webinars. A lot of people in the industry have been making themselves available, which is really cool. So it's almost like, getting another layer of education right while in quarantine so i'm just really i feel like i'm making the most of the time i am trying to you know um use this opportunity to take a step back and kind of relax as i'm always on the go i think i've been dealing with it pretty well (laughs) good stuff good stuff that's kind of funny because i kind of feel the same way that since the lockdown has gone in place i'm like man i've been kind of busy like i kind of need like a break because we're doing sp work through teleconference, and then we're doing a web series, and we're doing this podcast, and editing the podcast takes takes a minute. So it's kind of like been on the go, <laughs> even though things kind of been shut down, which is kind of good because it would have mm-hmm. been it would have been more torture if I had absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. That would have truly been torturous. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm busy, and I, I really am enjoying sitting here in the house. Doing yeah. all of those things that you've named, I'm enjoying sitting here because otherwise I'd be out in the street running here, running there, running here, running there, running here. Because that's how I've been doing it for the last 20 years, running. And so this last couple of months have been uh, enlightening. Yeah. For- yeah. 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 I believe people are e- either thriving or surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. All right. So you did a uh, web series a couple of years ago, Man of the House. Yes. And raising money for that, do you find that raising money for, and, and it's a, how, how many episodes was that, first of all? It was, on, I only shot three episodes. Great. So do you find it challenging raising money for indie film, and what different tactics do you use to try to get money up for a project? Oh my God, it is so challenging. Man of the House was a learning experience for me in terms of crowdfunding. Right. Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, I if I can self finance, I will. Um, I, I, I did self finance my latest project, which was a breath of fresh air that I was able to do that. That's the reason why I have a day job so I can finance projects. Um, but crowdfunding is hard. It is yeah. like you need a team. You need a team. You need to like really be innovative in how you market. Um, it is a good way to build the build the audience for the project once it's on service. Um, I, I like crowdfunding. I think it's great, especially you know for people who are who don't have the um, access to, to to capital to um, finance their projects. But you really do need to be strategic about it, and you need a team. Um, Seed and Spark does this really great presentation on crowdfunding um, that I went to, and I, if I had to do it again, I would totally follow their format of how to crowdfund um, and distribute your film.
Yes, 